Well then, welcome back to another week here in whatever this reality is. Mm-hmm. That's right. One where I spend the weekends listening to Joji and crying. Who? And eating non-dairy ice cream. Joji. Oh, I don't know that Never person, mind. but okay. <laughs> welcome back. I'm Fred Berry. And I am Stephanie Yaboa. This is The Reap. It is indeed, and we're going to get into our normal festivities, starting with Black Excellence. This week goes to uh, one Cartier Carey in Hampton, Virginia. He's changing his community at just 11 years of age. Because this young man saw via the news that there was a shortage of diapers in his area, or in general, due to the pandemic, and decided, hmm, I'm going to do something about that. At 11. So he started a lemonade stand. And since July... Oh my god. <laughs> ...has been using it to help uh, get diapers and other kinds of needs for babies into the hands of, you know, folks who got babies to clean up after. Uh, it says on Because of Them We Can that he got $4,500 in the first month. Wow. So that is some <laughs> smacking-ass lemonade. Okay. I don't know. Damn good. Is it spiked? I don't know, but it must be delicious. Like, Chick-fil-A should be shivering. Okay. Um, but yes, they use the money after they uh, end the lemonade sales for the day to go and get diapers and all kinds of things. And they also use the lemonade stand as a place where people can come and pick up diapers and things of that nature. They also are planning to expand it so that they can assist with people receiving diapers worldwide. They've even got uh, diaper distribution trucks rented out to store uh, supplies and to deliver them to people that need them and things like that. Wow. So (laughs) they've got to go fund me um, because... Uh, Cartier and his mom started a nonprofit called Kids for Change. And so I'll put the link for that in the description this week if you guys want to go and support them. But very nice story. I love seeing this young man on the news and stuff and just, you know, recognizing that he's doing something really good. You know, like a bit of a dark turn that I took mentally in this oh, is that no. it sucks that the kids are watching the news and like seeing how much the world yeah. sucks and like oh okay so our government actually does not support us at all so I'm gonna have to do it yes that is quite sad but shout if it out were up to, to me <laughs> the babies would just be watching Disney XD it's what they deserve and they wouldn't have to know that's all the you know yeah. but if they weren't you wouldn't have awesome kids like this doing the things that they're doing so yeah shout out to him and his mama and that's beautiful you. yeah Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website. 
crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. This week in our Hot Tops, uh, Project Power, bottom. We can start <laughs> with... Um, Ellen. Ellen is back. She's back in the stude. Oh, okay. Um, with a virtual audience. And uh, on the first monologue of her 18th season, she addressed the allegations of a toxic work environment and all the other shit that was going down. Oh, yeah. They told. At Ellen Tube or whatever. <laughs> and so... The clip, if you want to go and listen to some of it, is about seven minutes of a kind of cringy but seemingly sincere discussion from her about, you know, everything that they were accused of and, you know, not being this perfect be kind lady that she, you know, has become by yeah, way of her own that image methods. Um, so... I mean, I don't know how many people even still give a fuck besides the people who were actually affected by this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And God go with them and um, court systems as well or whatever assistance they need <laughs> and feeling better and getting better because that sucks. Um, but I expect that, you know, Ms. Ellen will crack out another season or two and then just enjoy being a wealthy bitch. For as long as she's got left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This Um, didn't really seem like much of a much better trip. You know, maybe a slight fumble. Yeah. I'm sure she said something about, you know, things being shaking things up and starting a a new chapter and a new journey and being a, a better me and coming more into myself or some other such nonsense. But, you know, I'm Ellen's show is really not for me anyway. So I don't feel some great loss at like not watching it necessarily. Like I just never felt particularly drawn to it. She was a lesbian. So yeah, you had that. And you know, Mm. it's, it's, it's a fun show or what I saw of it was, but you know, it wasn't a must see for me anyway. So. It feels like most Ellen viewers probably have, screamed at someone in a Western union before (laughs) or like a, Mm, like one of those pizza huts that's in target okay you know? yeah the little pizza hut counter yes okay it sounds like i feel like probably from the people who i see in the audience usually mm-hmm. when i watch ellen clips yeah it's, it's like, a lot of mm, <laughs> target you moms. screamed at a walmart <laughs> employee <laughs> yeah yeah that's probably true like white women who feel like they're not racist because they bought a box of cookies from the black girl scouts outside mm-hmm. of the costco that white girl little do you know i get all of my thin mints from keisha <laughs> thanks exclusively the dozen does as well you can't just call anybody racist this is a very strong word 
Uh, yeah, that I I totally see it. So, but uh, you know, I wonder what the what the ratings are looking like because I heard that they like absolutely just plummeted after all that shit came out. So I'm wondering if people are really mm-hmm. gonna come back for Ellen. Honestly, I feel like if you watched Ellen on the reg before this, you're probably going to continue to watch it. And if you didn't, you didn't. I don't really feel like this is something that's <laughs> She's gonna not going to bring in no new viewers. Yeah, I don't feel like it's, it's going to make too much of a difference, but I also, I'm not sure. But yeah, God yeah. go with there, anyone, especially, you know, the black people and queer women and yeah, people and who women dealt and with people. harassment and all that shit yeah, right there at your office, girl, right there under your nose. Okay. <laughs> shit's crazy sis speaking of talk shows guess who's coming out with their own talk show very very soon one it's a rapper it's a rapper oh snoop no no okay thank god although snoops them what is that fucking the one with Martha high Stewart? ass show that he does on YouTube? <laughs> Hell no, not that oh. fuck ass bullshit. <laughs> the one where he's literally smoking blunts with niggas on the U, like GGN News. He does like some weird pothead shit on YouTube oh, from okay. time to time. I have never that seen is that. often funny, but no, it's young Jeezy. What? <laughs> Jeezy the snowman? That's right, from Thug Motivation 101 <laughs> to Mass Communications oh, no. 101. I have to Google this. <laughs> Coming soon to Fox Soul Weekly Girl. is <laughs> the show Worth a Conversation with JGZ Jenkins. It premieres October 14th at 10 p.m. Eastern. Damn, why so late? At 10 p.m. Eastern. He's executive producing, and he's going to be having conversations of all kinds. He said, it has been my passion and and my drive to inspire, motivate, and educate my culture. What? Every song I've ever written, every word I've uttered from a real place, and this is no different. Oh, my God. Worth a conversation is self-explanatory. Do you feel like that's self-explanatory? Do you feel like you need more information? I feel like I need more information. I do. I've got it. He says, I will talk about issues (laughs) that directly affect my culture and its people. From the front porch conversations to real life situations. What? Who wrote this? (laughs) Who wrote this press release? Worth the conversation is bridging the gap. I'm excited to be a part of the Fox Soul family and can't wait to introduce you to JGZ Jenkins. Leave me alone. First of all, JGZ Jenkins sounds like a famous person on the Proud family. It does. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, it does. I don't. What? Okay. This isn't making sense to me. But you know what it is? That relationship with that girl. <laughs> Yeah. All of a sudden, some dots are being connected. (laughs) All of a sudden, some shit makes sense. Because I was really sitting over here going, how in the fuck Mm -hmm. did anybody say, you know who needs to have a talk show? Young goddamn Jeezy. Like, I was really (laughs) trying to see how that conversation came together. And then I remembered he's with old girl on the something. Genie. Yeah. From the real. The real. Okay. And so, and so... Fine. Now I get that. Yeah, but that's literally what I thought of. I, as well. you know, I just I hesitate with niggas because I don't want to hear no nigga shit. Like I don't want to hear I don't feel like you're gonna. You don't think I'm gonna hear uneducated opinions that aren't backed up by facts or research or I feel like uh modern day Jeezy is a bit different. 
You know, I and feel maybe- like he drinks he drinks only sparkling water. Um, he probably owns, you know, maybe a dozen, two dozen more Argyle socks. And okay. I think that the overall energy of this will probably be um vanilla for the most part. You think so? But do expect at least one mm. clip to go viral at some point in this show's life where Jeezy or someone on Jeezy's show says some shit that gets them in fucking trouble. But just for a, like, uh, comparison, you know, to give you, like, a scale here, Keisha Cole also has a show on this, Mm. in the same family. No. So there you go. We've got, you know, just a wide range of different viewpoints and takes uh you could call it that so i guess now my expectations have been uh appropriately managed (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you know i i will at least give them a shot like i will give it a fair chance but i just do not do not know what to expect out of this literally what i was going to say either one of them actually jeezy and keisha cole that's equally confusing to me (laughs) but i mean especially now like y'all gonna have a talk show with guests like you starting one in the middle of a quarantine like i mean it's probably easier than ever because all anybody needs is a a, you know webcam a macbook I mean, I just, I guess we all hated that. (laughs) Maybe I'm the only one, but I hate all these Mm. shows that are just six people on a Zoom screen all together. Like, I am not into that at all. So it looks weird when it's like when the show is just this grid of different screens. But some people have been able to do it in ways that doesn't feel as awkward. So I really, again, I didn't know really what to expect, not only with that, but also within content. Like, I just, content, I don't know what the fuck Jeezy's gonna talk about yeah, like there is the that. financial effects of cooking your own crack versus outsourcing <laughs> someone to cook the crack like I don't what are we gonna do oh man at Keisha Cole like that's the same situation I'm thinking and it's just like who is even gonna be I'm seeing Nick Cannon as a guest child mm, so I'm that's thinking that's what I expected <laughs> And that yeah. sounds like a bad idea Nick Cannon keeps saying things that he gets in trouble for so Maybe everybody oh, yeah. think twice, but you know, good good luck and God bless niggas. Yeah, it won't be it and not a problem. Lanethia Leaks would like you guys to know that Andy Cohen is a racist and Wendy Williams is a cokehead. All this is a result of Wendy's recent appearance on Watch What Happens Live, where Andy Cohen asked her opinion on being discussed on the last Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion, where the girls were going back and forth about uh, Nene possibly using Wendy, her relationship with Wendy as a, I don't know, as like leverage for herself on the side. And she trying clout. to get a talk show too? What know. the hell? <laughs> I don't know. But I do remember them talking about that back and forth for a while on that last reunion, and it was incredibly boring, and I couldn't care about anything less. Okay. But. Um, Wendy seemed to have the same sort of energy for it. And she said, you know, if I have time when Nini's in town, we hang out. If not, we don't. And I don't really <laughs> care about that. 
What it seems like Nene had a problem with is Wendy Williams talking about where Nene would go from here and like basically saying that any possible spinoff show for Nene would be boring. She literally named them all like you and your husband, boring, you and your grandkids, boring, you trying to be in Hollywood, boring. Like she just (laughs) went, no, and that's how she is. Okay. Um, and you know Andy Cohen is just ejaculating in his like he's just having the moment like time of his fucking life. Um, so Nini said to Twitter, "Both RF their ratings are low by queens. She on cocaine, so they should stop using her to talk." Oh <laughs> my god! I think it's just the the format of that sentence that oh. made me laugh because it's not what she's saying at all. So they should stop <laughs> using her to talk. What? <laughs> They both need my help with their poor ratings. Keep trying me, sir, and I'm going to let the world know who you really are. I will always eat and eat good. Well, believe that. I have always believed in multiple streams of income, so the leaks are good, you old cocaine head and you old racist. (laughs) Cocaine head. Oh, girl. (laughs) And also, spelling O-L-E is so black and southern. It is. No one knew you until you knew me. Remember, I'm Icon, don't forget. They always manipulating black women to say negative things about each other while they sit and enjoy us tearing each other down. Remember, hashtag BLM. Remember, hashtag Breonna Taylor. Remember the most racist network, racist networks. They gonna leave my name out of these shows. Send me your best discrimination attorneys info oh, to bookmini at gmail.com. No. It's war. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> and there's like plenty more if you want to go and see it. You okay, can. No. But she uh, she says so much you guys don't know. I'm going to bed now. The systemic racism is greater than you will ever know. And I believe that's where she left it. Jeez. Um. <laughs> but yeah, Nini's been going back and forth about Bravo being racist and not, you know, giving her or respecting her worth or whatever she believes to be worth and them not working out uh, a proper deal, I guess, for her next appearance and so on and so forth. And um, I kind of agree that Andy Cohen absolutely was baiting her into saying something for ratings because duh, but. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that is what Andy Cohen does. Like, yes, that we knew. Um. Now, she might have an argument for people not really knowing Andy like that until Housewives of Atlanta, but still not really. But that's a definite falsehood when it comes to Wendy Williams. So I don't know where mm. where I don't know where she got that from. Like, that just don't make sense. Everybody remember. Anyway, so <laughs> you can, like I'm not even girl, please. But it sounds to me like you are offended because they said something that hit a little bit too close to home. Like. Are you not concerned about where you might go from here? Because the other projects you've been from, you've been on have been cut and all this other stuff. And apparently you coming back on Housewives of Atlanta didn't really move the ratings too much in one direction or another. So it doesn't really seem like either one of them needs you for the popularity or the attention. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you were taken advantage of, like, everybody else who is an unknown and signs on to do a reality show. But other than that, I just don't understand why I never hear NeNe Leakes talking about systemic racism unless she's talking about herself. NeNe was literally one of the girls in Atlanta when the riots and stuff was going on who was like, I don't understand why y'all can't just leave Peachtree alone because these boutiques have never done anything to y'all. Oh, oh, girl, yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you know, but 
I don't know. I Because I, you know what? My read is sort of adjacent to what she's talking about. It has nothing to do with her, but... Mm. Um, sure, Nini. And I feel like Nini has... I don't really know how appearing on the reality shows affects them. I can only assume it's a big check, especially for who you are, how long right. you've been on the show, et cetera, et cetera. But it's also... Um, a huge promotional device for whatever the hell else you might want to sell people. So I get that being on those shows is probably incredibly valuable. But also, I feel like Nini's pretty good at other things. I don't think that she needs to be on Bravo specifically to still be working or still have a platform or whatever. Maybe she doesn't feel that way because even people who have like five wide open doors will feel like they're, you know, in a tiny little cell by their own and they can't make it out. If that makes sense. Like sometimes you'll be so in your head that you won't even realize that you're good or you're going in the direction that you're meant to be going. Yeah, well, that not. is true. Yes. Um, But yeah, I don't really see this being anything but kind of like a pissing contest. That's what it looks like to me. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I just, cokehead is not really that much of an insult to me <laughs> especially if you're talking about like a private citizen calling somebody a cokehead is just like okay that nigga do coke a lot of niggas do coke <laughs> <laughs> and you know i am sure you experienced racism at bravo you ain't even got to show me the receipts on that <laughs> that's a big fact <laughs> you black working with network tv so i believe it <laughs> like mm. that's really <laughs> you working mm-hmm. in television and you're black so i believe it I, I, me too I just don't. I'm not able to take up the cause for Nene Williams. Uh, Nene Williams. <laughs> I can't do I like it right. for Nene. <laughs> I just I don't have it for her. Good luck and God bless with your lawsuit or whatever. But that's all I'm giving. So Polo the Don got a shout out from Donald Trump at a rally recently in Atlanta because nope, 2020 I guess. Um. Uh, Donald referred to the producer as Palau the Don before searching for him to give him a. Du- and bitch, that's your motherfucking fault. Cause ain't nobody is. tell you to put a W at the end of that it's goddamn word. Nigga. Exactly. <laughs> I knew Trump didn't know who that nigga was. Of course, the fuck he did it, nigga. She, he saw that fucking name and I message right before he walked on stage. Never heard of this bitch a day in his life. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, Polo was apparently a part of some Black Voices for Trump bullshit that was going on in Atlanta. Some other thing. And all I know about it is that, you know, he got the little shout out and then somebody recorded him on their mobile device talking about it afterwards where he fully sounded like Oswald Bates from In Living Color. The Damon Wayans character that was the the hotel prisoner. Oh, he yes, always, he the was hotel. Like, the latitude of our hysterectomy <laughs> clearly supersedes the circumcision of our natural hydroponic retort. Like, he, that's what the fuck he sounded like to me when he was talking about whatever the oh, fuck reason shit. he was at a Donald Trump, a Donald Trump rally. Ugh. Clearly, we need to synchronize our perpetuity in order no. to regress and conjugate our equilibrium. Girl, Polo de Don ain't been shit since he ruined Carrie Hilson's life. That's true. He did that to Carrie Hilson. Set her right the fuck up. Yeah, he did. He did. He did that to her. <laughs> and now here we are. And now here we are. I mean, I'm sure that 
what Polo really likes about Trump is lower taxes or something <laughs> else very stupid. I'm sure it's yeah. I'm sure it's something like that's a businessman and da da da. Like I'm sure it's something ignorant. I don't even have to hear the the justification for it, but like Polo, so th- there's this Trump decision, there's the Kerry Hilson decision. You might be able to <laughs> draw the line and make the comparison, say that perhaps this person is not one you want to follow when it comes to major decisions or things that will affect the public because he tends to go in the wrong direction. But just how embarrassing, like you are a whole ass black man and you look back at the four years of absolute hell and fuckery that Trump has unleashed onto this country. And you say, yeah, let me go sign up to support that nigga. Really? I don't know. I just don't. Ugh, niggas, man. I already didn't care about him, but goddamn. I mean, that's true. I didn't really give a fuck about him either, honestly. But it's just a fool to see and to know that motherfuckers really just be using any old black they can find that got a, a verified check mark, assuming he does, to be like, come on down to the Trump rally. And next time when Magic City is open, Haunted bans on us. You don't even have to pay for the lemon pepper wings. Because I refuse to believe that Polo did not got anything but like a promised chicken box and possibly a couple of ones. So fuck him and whatever the fuck he be talking about. Like I said, you ruined Carrie Hilson's life. And that was the day that we all learned that she wasn't shit. Even though we still treated her like shit because she should have known better. She should have, but... um, Ice Cube said the same dumb shit, though, about Trump something about how he would support Trump if Trump would support his contract with Black America, whatever the fuck that was. And it's like, (sighs) first of all, neither establishment candidate is going to support your contract for Black America. There isn't one. They're not going to do anything to tear down systemic racism because that would mean ending America. So they won't do it. Not either one. So to even suggest that you would vote for Donald Trump is of course going to piss people off because look at this. Look at what we are living in right now. <laughs> like y'all know that these motherfuckers lie to y'all before elections, right? You, like super before all the time. All the but time. Like, Especially this super nigga. before elections. So they will promise you anything. They'll promise bringing your, your dead Annie back to me. I was just going to say Donald time. Trump is probably a week away from being like, we've got Tupac back. He's in the car. He's in the fucking suburban across the street. Oh no. We also have plans to revive Prince, Whitney, and Michael. So clearly you need to vote for us. I don't He gonna have them holograms with him on the debate stage or something, and I'm gonna scream. It's gonna be something yeah. so embarrassing and so terrible. Like just anybody who even suggest that voting for Trump might be a good idea. It's like, of course, people are automatically going to shut you down and shout you out because this is the dumbest shit. It is the it's dumb. dumb. It's 200,000 people dead mm. in this country from Trump's response to this virus. Okay. And that's like one of one million things. One of one did you read the shit that New York Times put out about his goddamn taxes? Mm-hmm. Don't worry. We'll get there later. But I just... There is no room for people who support Donald Trump, period. Speaking of MAGA, Cardi B and her sister, Hennessy Carolina, are being sued 
by some white folks at the Smith Point Beach that they got into an altercation with. What? These white folk are saying that Hennessy, her sister, and Hennessy's girlfriend, Michelle Diaz. <clears throat> what? Um, sprayed copious spittle upon said plaintiffs as they raged. She, um, they're being accused of shouting foul and threatening language as well as defamatory statements, all because one of them was wearing a MAGA hat. Oh, so then you deserved <laughs> it. Like, duh, girl, why did you even tell us that piece? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know why, because they were recording your motherfucking ass as they were cussing you out, and your hat was clearly visible in it. Anyway, they're claiming that Hennessy and them were blocking. First of all, I don't believe that Cardi B was even there. Right. right. I think Cardi tweeted about it, so that's why she's yeah, been also shared the video or she's something. the wealthy one. So <laughs> you know, let's just drag her in to get some of that money. Right, right. Because I know they're asking for a crazy amount of money. Um yeah, they say that they were threatened. They were called all sorts of um intimidating language, uh, <laughs> such as uh racist. <laughs> I'm reading an article. I'm not like uh, this. I mean, the this shoe fits. The shoe fits. <laughs> um, they accused her of using intimidating language against them, such as the N word, racist, threatening, fuck these niggas before I bring my fucking niggas to beat your fucking ass for real. <laughs> it's a quote. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, so they basically are making it seem like they, you know, point like completely targeted this family because one of them had on a Make America Great Again hat and then blocked their car and attacked them and put them on the internet and edited the videos of them to make it seem like they were racist or some other shit. Oh, womp. I'm sure y'all said something stupid. Now, Hennessy's side of the story is that they moved the vehicle that was blocking them out of respect, you know, because they asked them to. Mm -hmm. Two of the men in the group came over yelling at them and told them, get out of here, go to your fucking country, because they saw and heard them, saw them where they were parking and heard them speaking Spanish. See? Which is what led to them cussing these motherfuckers out and Hennessy telling them to suck her dick and that she does have a strap and she'll fuck her and her husband. And um, again, this is I watched the video. Oh, I have to stay. I have got to stay. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we'll see where that goes. But I just want to say that I absolutely believe Hennessy. I believe Hennessy, Duce, and Martel. <laughs> I believe Cognac. <laughs> like, I yes, believe her. Team so, Henny, one hundred percent. First of all, when you wear that hat, you know what you're doing. Period. And, and and not only are you wearing the hat, but you coming at them for speaking Spanish. Like, like you are you literally set this whole thing up. And I'm sure you probably didn't even know who they were. <laughs> you probably didn't even know right. who Hennessy was. But like y'all literally laid the foundation for this altercation to happen. And now that you know you did it to somebody who is kin to somebody famous, now you suing and trying to get some money. Let me see what they Suing for I just googled now. twenty million in damages. Mm. All right, girl. 
attorney's fees, punitive damages, exemplary damages, costs, and disbursements. Yeah, exactly. So just going after whatever because you heard Cardi B. That's I feel like even a white Republican judge is probably going to roll their eyes and tell you to get out. Because this is dumb. Right. Like you... White people and they they frivolous ass lawsuits when they set themselves up to be in trouble or to get cussed out or to get they ass beat. I will never really get why y'all talk all that shit and not ready to back it up. But Mm. the real story here is why was all of y'all on fire fucking Island during Labor Day weekend (laughs) without a goddamn mask on? That's the real question. (laughs) Is that in Fire Island? Yes. Fire fucking Island. That's what Labor Day weekend. (laughs) The crazy thing is, I never even factored that in. <laughs> like I never even, the, the, like I never even thought about that. You're right. Oh my god! Throw the whole damn thing out and make everybody stay the fuck at home. That's what I would say if I was the judge. But you know, good luck, free henny. On top henny. of that, Hennessy is there with her fucking girlfriend, her stud spin. Yeah. So you know that these motherfuckers, like bitch, if you out in the street, broad mad. ass motherfucking daylight, daylight with that mag hat on, bitch, that means you ready to go at anybody. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't buy it. I don't believe a motherfucking thing. I think that this is just an opportunity for some fucking sweaty ass chuds to try and get some money out of somebody who yeah. has it. Yeah. Girl, fuck exactly y'all. That. Period. Literally that. They could have not moved out the way. And then what? And then what? What would you have done? See. Got jumped? Oh, we. Oh, yeah. See, they could have, they, this definitely could have gone extremely left. So <laughs> let's all just be glad it didn't end worse. But yeah, mind your fucking business. Don't start shit. And you won't have nothing to worry about. You won't have to worry about being shamed or mocked on the internet because you were a fucking racist. If you would just mind your business, sit down and shut up. Go enjoy the fucking beach in the middle of a pandemic all up in somebody's face without a goddamn mask on or whatever. But mm. do your fucking thing and leave other people the fuck alone. And it wouldn't be no issues. Um, speaking of Cardi B, there's a decent sign that there's a WAP store added your way. Um, because Cardi has apparently gotten WAP trademarked for clothing, headwear, footwear, jewelry, backpacks, handbags, fanny packs. Why do you have to have fanny packs as a different one? Why can't fanny packs just be in backpacks or handbags? Bitch, I mean, I right. anyway. <laughs> Fanny packs and luggage. Also, beverages, including beer, liquor, energy drinks, fruit juices, and sodas. So, no, wop man. by the foot. I won't be drinking wet-ass pussy. I'll tell you that right wop now. Wop by the foot. Listen, <laughs> wop made from concentrate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Finally distilled wop. Wops as pieces. Um, there actually is already a WAP store. I just found it. This bitch is selling WAP raincoats. Mm, I bet. <laughs> raincoats, umbrellas, sports bras. Oh my god! Of course, WAP tarts, bike shorts, <laughs> WAP tarts, WAP chips, um, WAP delight, WAP oh ramen. God. This one got a picture of her and Megan's asses on it. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of, get your um, money, girl. $125 for this raincoat. Yeah, I don't think so. How much 
money? It's $125 for a raincoat that says WAP over it in the dead center. Now, the umbrella is $25. I might get that. (laughs) (laughs) At first, I thought I wasn't going to get... And how come when you check out, it says leave a message for Cardi B? Optional. (laughs) <laughs> what the f- why would she even want that i don't that know like a bad idea I do. it really do <laughs> it really do but anyway let me check out um so lots of people have been talking about toy story lanes aka adamant um and whatever his new album is called his new album, which he has used to address the Megan the Stallion shooting, as well as drag anyone with a verified check mark who was not nice to him in the past couple of weeks. Mm, well, thank you very much. Okay. Oh, God. Like when I heard about this initially, I was so revved up, like to just get in here and drag him. I'm so exhausted by the whole thing at this point. It's like, nigga, what world are you living on? That's it. What the fuck? (sighs) None of this makes any sense, Daystar. None of this makes any sense. Sweetness. We don't have to even get into the details of the story, and I have questions. We don't even, we could discuss the timing of all of this, and I feel like that would be enough for me to feel like, you know, my opinion lies where it lies. Right. But you know, some of the details in the story, such as you know, hospital records that show they pulled fucking bullet fragments and shrapnel and shit out of this girl's foot. Right. As well as, you know, those things coming for the motherfucking gun that you put, that you had in your possession, which was the reason your ass motherfucking got arrested in the first place. But again, we could just start with like, why the fuck would this lady accuse you of of shooting her if she didn't let's say that the argument that y'all had in this car was just vicious she called your mama all kinds of bitches and hoes like just being the most violating fucking thing in the world right what could you have possibly done or said to her to for her to be like, I want people to think that this nigga shot me, even though he did not. That's not to say that someone wouldn't accuse you of being of shooting them, even though you didn't or whatnot. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Especially since she didn't say shit to us for weeks <laughs> before. Motherfucker, like she came on Instagram live and, and said whatever the fuck it is that she said. The reason that people came to the conclusion that you shot her motherfucking ass is because of this, the news stories that were coming out from law enforcement, from the hospital, and from whatever other blogs and quote unquote and source and source and source and source. Right. So if in theory, right, you never shot her. But she wanted people to think that you shot her because she hates you for whatever reason, right? 
Why wouldn't she have just told us that you, you shot her immediately? Thank you. Why the fuck would she have waited for weeks to be like, nah, that nigga actually shot me and I'm saying something now because they're telling a different story? Like, I don't understand. It doesn't make any fucking sense. The timing doesn't add up. Furthermore, why did you wait months to say, I didn't shoot this motherfucking bitch? Why would you have waited all of this time to do it on a fucking album? Because you knew it would probably be your last one. Why the fuck? Are you dead ass serious? You got someone out here smearing your name, defaming your character, and accusing you of shooting them. And you're like, I can't address this really soon because London in the track hasn't hit me back up. I have to hear from DJ Mustard until I get in contact with, you know, 21 Savage, whoever the fuck. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't talk about it yet. It doesn't make any fucking sense. None of the timing fucking adds up. And like, the fact that you chose to do this on an album, ugh, the capitalism, the (laughs) fact that you released this album knowing that you were going to accuse this girl of lying about something that you've very likely did. You released it right after the slap in the face of that fucking Breonna Taylor um, verdict or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The thing that really annoys me the most about this story, I feel like, is whoever, publicist, manager, best friend, whoever the fuck, has been working with Tory Lanez and said, nigga, this is what we're going to cope. This is the plan. Has to have known. Has to have known that they had an advantage in the fact that people would always cast doubt on this black woman. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like that person who was like, we're just going to say, girl, what the fuck are you even talking about? And I would never do something like this. And how could you have possibly been shot? And all of this other stuff. That person knows damn well that people would always be like, I knew this bitch was lying because she's black and she's female and she has the nerve to talk shit. Like, don't like her. Get her out of here. That, I think, is like the thing that really severely annoys me. And there are so many people who are talking about, oh, like, what is shrapnel? I've never even heard of that. Okay. Clearly, that sounds like something that white people made up. And uh, Megan the Stallion is just using the white agenda to destroy another black man or whatever fuck <laughs> bullshit y'all motherfuckers be talking about. Like, this whole thing is so fucking exhausting, bruh. Because the nigga is like, girl, it just doesn't make no fucking sense. Like, period. None of it adds up. None of what that fuck nigga is talking about. You would have better off been saying, like, I'm not the one who shot you versus how you get shot when a bullet didn't hit no uh, bones or no tendons. Okay, Trap House MD, thank you so much for your expert opinion and anatomy and, and all of these things. Thanks so much. That's great. Because you couldn't possibly have gl- have gotten shot at in your feet. First of all, the fact that where her um where her gunshot injury was is completely eye level with you is like the biggest hint. Like that should have been the end of it, honestly. Because where else would you have hit? So there's that. And also the fact that, girl, 
if you like girl if you i don't understand like you could be like an animal you could be a fucking a kitty cat and you'd be like that nigga did it meow i don't understand yeah because it doesn't make sense if she was just mad at you and wanted to smear your name or whatever then she would have told the police that you shot her like it just doesn't for you to be like, oh, it's just some big conspiracy and, and to have all these different excuses floating around. You're literally only doing this because you shot a black woman. And you know that even though it's a popping ass, fine ass black woman like Megan Thee Stallion, ultimately people do not care about black women. And so shooting at one does not mean the end of your career or the end Thank of niggas you. supporting you necessarily. Thank because you. plenty of niggas, as soon as they saw Tory Lane's album available to stream, went and streamed it. And it was giving like, even if your career is over, bitch, at least you told your side of it on a way that you profit off no. of. You know what I mean? It was like, nah, so of course ugly. I'm not going to say anything on Instagram or say anything to the news or whatever, because I'm going to say it in a place that can guarantee me getting some money or charting or whatever the fuck so they can try and use that as further um you know, evidence that people believe him and, you know, try to expand the doubt over whatever Megan was talking about. Like, nigga, he even, apparently, mind you, I never listened to this song because I'm not an idiot, but I did read, like, the lyrics. <laughs> the lyrics, yeah. And he even said at one point, apparently, that, um, you know, if he, if he had shot her, she would have said something to the cops then. Are you stupid? Like, nigga, what fucking hood do you come from? Niggas get shot all the time and don't tell nobody. Niggas get shot and don't go to the hospital. What are you talking and about? she already said that she didn't say your name out of an, uh, out of a sadly misguided effort to protect your dumb ass. She already I'm, said I, that. <laughs> she already said the reason she didn't do that was to keep you from getting fucked up to keep you from getting into more shit and then you turned around and started lying on her so then she had to come out like that's we all already know this and the fact that it wasn't you know a statement through a lawyer two days later talking about i vehemently deny all accusations and blah blah, blah. you know good and goddamn well you did that shit you put this out just like oj put out that book because you knew you, it would get you some attention and you would make some money off of it. It's literally the same shit. Literally. So I just, I don't. Honestly, and the fact that you not only drag her into it, but then you talking about JoJo, Kehlani, and JR. Like any motherfucker oh yeah, who either who had something, something to say or like severed ties with you after the situation or whatever. But like Rick Ross made fun of you on 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 the internet. You talking about out of oh respect yeah, to you as a black man, I'm not going to argue with you or whatever, whatever, whatever. But he don't so respect wait. you. What you mean? Out of respect. First of all, he doesn't respect you. And clearly, you don't respect any motherfucking body. Right. But you are ready to show respect over this nigga that's clowning you because he's a black man, but you so willingly would shoot this black woman and then lie on her and try to act like, what the fuck is she even talking about? Clueless, she's a liar. Look at her with her black ass. Like, what What are you talking about? Just, oh, my God. Like, no respect for the black woman whose life you put into danger. None of that. But this nigga who like made a video clowning you made it seem like at first like he was supporting you or something and then it ended up being a joke and ha 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 like for him all you got is oh out of respect I'm gonna leave it alone girl shut up <laughs> like I already didn't have anything left for Tory Lanez I've written Tory Lanez off but 
after they, you know, did that whole wanton disregard of property thing for one officer in the Breonna Taylor thing, just like 12 hours before. Mm. That really fucked me up more than I thought it would also. Like, I fully did not expect them to do anything better than that. But it just hit me emotionally in a really rough way. And so for you to turn your little ass around the very next fucking day and put out this music again to show and prove that you have no respect for black women, that you truly don't give a fuck that you did this to a black woman trying to divert attention or make it seem like she could be lying or wrong about it in some way when you know that you did it. And then... For thousands upon thousands of niggas, niggas meaning black people of all genders. Yes. To go and support that shit. It just literally made me sick. I'm like, so not only do like I knew Tory Lanez didn't care. Knew that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Knew that before the album even came out. But really, the rest of y'all, nobody like you just... (laughs) The the interest it, in hearing this album and whether it slap or whether it knock or whether it sound good in the car or like really all of that meant more to you. Black I mean, women, black women doing this shit. That really also had a huge effect on me. I literally had to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to disconnect myself from all of this. Yeah. Because It don't make no sense for me to raise my blood pressure up this high. I don't know these niggas. I've never met these niggas. But it's not even just the audacity of Rumpelstiltskin. It's just the, it's like the whole conversation around it from so many of you dumb ass niggas who think that you're fucking Mariska Hargitay and that you just absolutely know how all of these things work and you knew that she was capping. When really, the the fact of the matter is a lot of y'all been ain't like, a uh, Megan, and it's usually oh, yeah. for niggas, especially because that you know attitude, those lyrics, yep. that confidence <laughs> those reminds lyrics. you of your mama who told you that you ain't shit because you ain't, or your ex <laughs> that told you you ain't shit because you ain't, or your sister that tells you that you ain't shit because you ain't, or your daughter that tells you that you ain't shit because you ain't. And so it's just like any opportunity that you could possibly get to get this bitch up out of here, you're taking it. Even if what the fuck you talking about doesn't make any of the QAnon ass sense. I hate y'all. I can't stand y'all. Um, Ant-Man, you're a bitch. I don't give a fuck about your career, whether it could stand the test of time or not. Because guess what? I get absolutely nothing out of it. I don't want to hear no motherfucking countless samples of groove theory and changing faces and Monifa or whatever the fuck. Oh and you trying God. to do... You know what I'm saying? Jade songs and shit and, and modernized fucking Nigga. Grand Prix by whoever the fuck you stupid bitch. Fuck you. Fuck your music. Fuck your fucking like your kids Reebok shoes that you probably got to wear. You fucking bitch. Fuck you. The end. I'm done. I mean, there is absolutely that. Last thing I can I can even think of is, you know, I'm sure niggas are also threatened by Megan just because of the stature. Like... Just because she has risen the way she has and is as young as she is and this smart about niggas already. So putting other young girls up on these niggas game, teaching them how to finesse these niggas. And then also she's taller than most of you niggas. So I love that she literally posted a, something on Instagram after that that was like, anyway, um, Fashion Nova and I are doing a campaign for jeans for tall women. 
And I was like, absolutely. Right. Remind him. Longer inseams coming to your favorite fast fashion website soon. And check your girl out on SNL October 3rd. Like, and then that picture she put up with the fuck you rings. I'm like, that's all Mm. that needs to be said. Fuck that nigga. And fuck everybody who supports him. Like, you really got to be dumb. Like, you really got to be done or just be like, yeah, I don't care that he shot her. (laughs) Right. Because... You just straight up saying you don't care that he shot this girl and then made an album about it and put it out. Like, you really saying not only do you not care, but that you support it. You want to hear it. If that nigga would have shot Kylie, Stormy would be cleaning her teeth with his bones. (laughs) Like, so... Right, or any other famous white girl. Definitely wouldn't have been no fucking album put out about it. Y'all make me sick. I hate y'all. I do. I do. It's hate that I feel. It is. It's hate that I feel. And bitch, you hate me too. So honestly, who's going to say that? Am I supposed to be upset? Like that? Oh, no. Oh, no. Men might think I don't like them. Like, girl. My fees. Y'all make it very clear that y'all don't give a shit about me and people like me. So I don't have it. That's it for Hot Tops this week. To take a break and then we'll come back and read your mess. Let's jump right into it with a short question from Tammy, who says, I am thinking about purchasing a puppy. I went to a pet store near me and the Yorkie I want is $5,000. So two questions. Crystal, did you ever have a pet growing up? Kid Fury, do you recommend Yorkies? How is life with Link? Is there any way to finesse your way out of having to pick up poop? Because that is the one thing I truly do not want to do. What do you think? Oh, girl, then don't get a dog. (laughs) What do you think people don't tell others about owning a dog? Thanks so much, Tammy. Um, First of all, you should try to adopt. Um, Yeah, $5,000? I mean, yeah, I even passed that ridiculous ass price. Um, But Yorkies are terriers. They're very, um, you know... Active and hyper. Link loves to play all day long. All she ever wants to do is play. I will be cuddling up with her or scratching her, you know, behind your ears and doing whatever. And she's like, so great. Love you so much. Okay, throw this. So it's like, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. And she especially likes playtime when I'm speaking to someone on the phone, in person, uh, giving attention to anyone that isn't Link. <laughs> is usually the moment where Link is like, I'm sorry, you clearly forgot uh, how the hierarchy in this household works. Um, I'm one in year two. So mm-hmm. your guest, they can also throw something for me, but something's getting thrown. That's what we're here to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you have never, like, had a dog, had a puppy or anything like that before, Yorkies are a lot of work. Um. But, um, yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, but again, girl, if you don't want to pick up dog poop, I would say get a fish <laughs> or like something else that There's or maybe no cats. Way around that. <laughs> I guess maybe cats. I haven't ever had a cat myself, oh, as a cat, I but I know that cats are very uh self sufficient. <laughs> cats will be like, you're not gonna. Feed me? That's fine. I'll find something. Yeah. (laughs) Cats will literally leave your house for a week and come back full stomach, fresh coat, 
Like, literally got her life together in the wilderness. Like, cats don't need you. I mean, that is true. They will leave if you don't give them their water and their kitty litter. That is very true. No. You got them fucked Cats will find a way to make it where they're not going to wait on your ass. So, there are other pets that you can look into. Um, But, yeah, if you're not trying to pick up dog poop, honey, don't get a dog. Because... Please pick up after your dog. Right. I mean, especially if you live in a city, it seems unavoidable. Like if you live in the New York area, I don't know how you're going to get around that. <laughs> I did have uh, plenty do plenty do see, but that is disgusting. you don't realize how much dog shit is in the streets and the sidewalks until you have a dog. Okay. Because some dogs, first of all, you're stopping all of the time, but so, also a lot of dogs are, like, stimulated by that in a way. They'll be like, somebody shitted here. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so a lot of the times, I've said it before, like, I don't know if it's texting for them or what, but, like, sometimes Link is like, is that, is that shit? <laughs> like, so sometimes that I'm walking the dog and she'll be like, this is, there's some shit around here. So, like, I'm way more aware of other dogs' poop when I'm taking my dog out to poop. Um, and it's not fun to walk around, walk near, walk in, or to have your dog be like either disturbed by or um, aroused. I don't know how the dogs. Oh my god, gross! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's all like the they sniff each other's butts. I guess. Oh god, yeah, clean. Yes, that just up. do it. It's not even a big deal. Just pick up the dog. Pick up after the dog. Yeah, I did have a dog when I was growing up. I actually, had two dogs. Um. But I lived in the country in a house, and so the dogs lived outside, period. Hello. The dogs did not come indoors. <laughs> and they shit in the backyard because that was their house. So that was- <laughs> we did not have to pick up <laughs> dog shit because it was in the backyard. <laughs> where it belonged. Um, so, yeah. <sighs> So we definitely true. did not spend five thousand dollars. Both of my dogs we got because they just showed up, and my mama said, "Hello, keep them. <laughs> my last dog at home." Shadow. Literally, we were at my grandma's house. I don't remember what I was doing in the front yard, and she just came up out of nowhere and was like, "Hey, girl!" And I was yep. like, "Hey!" And she, I was like, "I'm gonna take you inside if you want to be picked up." She was like, "Sure." And I took her inside. My mama was in there. My grandma, my aunt. My daddy was at work. And of course, I'm begging my mom to let us keep this dog because of how friendly it is. And my mom's like, just ask your father. If your father says yes, then you can keep the dog. So when dad gets home, we go over there. I ask my dad if we can keep the dog. He says yes. My mother was livid. Like she, like, <laughs> she, didn't see that she expected, she thought he was going to say no. So she wouldn't have to be the one to. <laughs> So we got to keep the dog, and not only did we get to keep the dog, Shadow got to like sleep inside, which oh my mother my also was completely over because they're <laughs> like these Jamaicans had plenty of dogs, but none of them. Not only did they live outside, they were not permitted inside ever. Oh no, the dogs <laughs> never came inside the house. Not ever. Not one time did the dogs come in the house. Look, my aunt, cousins, granddaddy, everybody in Jamaica, when I, ever, when I would go down to the house, they had so many dogs and stuff like that. But sometimes the dogs would try to like sneak in or something, like if my aunt was cooking or something like that. And they would get hot. Get your ass. Like, we just cannot come in. Get it out. So <laughs> my mother was so over us in this dog because she felt like we were, you know, so Americanized oh, in our... Yeah. our um, <laughs> 
having a dog that lived in the house with us like we were on full house. Oh my God. Yes. It was her fresh off the boat uh, moment. Like my children have been ruined by America. <laughs> Look at what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I just we that was never a thing. But one of my earliest memories is getting my first dog at my brother's T-ball game because the dog showed up in the park and I Hello. begged, I mean, begged <laughs> to let that dog come home with us. And I guess my mama was just tired that day. <laughs> yes. I know a lot of times parents agree to shit just because they do not have it in them to say no one more time. You sick of arguing with these fucking kids. <laughs> That did happen. Okay. Woo. Oh my God. <laughs> like, because I could you, just though. picture how many parents are like, oh, cr- yes. Fine, yeah, sure. God whatever. Damn, just get in the just car. Just don't say anything else to me. <laughs> <laughs> my mama used to say <sighs> that after nine o'clock, children's voices were not allowed to be heard in her house. <laughs> She's like, she used to like, like, even when some of us were like in our young teen years, my mom would be like, I don't even care if you're not asleep. I just don't want to hear your voice. Yep. In oh my, my God. House, I like, can't tell you how many after times I 9 PM, The only voices I should hear at any point in the house is an adult's. I don't want to hear nothing from you. So like, I'm just picturing parents being like, you know what, girl, what, just do it. Burn the house down. I don't even care. Like, right. leave me alone. That is so funny. Nine o'clock is so early. <laughs> yeah. For her 9 to be like, children must cease <laughs> at this hour. Yeah. 9 p.m. Honestly, I thought she was being incredibly nice oh, yeah, giving that us was, 9 p.m. Was it generous? I thought it was. We had to go to bed when Roseanne came on. <laughs> I think for us, it was like, I don't remember what show it was, but we definitely had a show as well that came yeah, on one around a time that was like, all right, you should be asleep now. All right, next. Oh, but good luck. And yes, please adopt. Don't spend $5,000 on no damn. Please. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) Girl, girl, you got your mind. All right. Melanie says, my child's father and I are both 33 and we have been together for 10 years and lived together for about eight. We had a baby girl in 2018 who we planned to have after an unplanned pregnancy that ended in a miscarriage. Marriage has always been a tricky topic with us. Because I have always wanted to take our relationship to the next level, especially after I got pregnant, but he has not. I moved out in April when our lease was over because he never wanted to talk about our future or getting our lives together in general. He even said he wasn't sure if he wanted to keep living together six months before the lease ended. And that was it for me. We broke up and I've moved out. Since our breakup, though, he constantly calls me over for what he wants to call family time. But it seems to me that he's only interested in fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I thought the F was going to lead to. When, you said something else. <laughs> when I asked him if this means we're back together, he said, no, we still have issues that we need to work out. I asked him how we could work on our issues while having sex. And he said he didn't think that should affect anything. <laughs> Every time I tell him that I'm going to stop sleeping with so him. So <laughs> Every time I tell him that I'm going to stop sleeping with him because it confuses me, he makes a big deal about it and says, we might as well just end things now because I'm going to have to have sex with somebody else and it'll hurt you. Ew. Ew. The manipulation. Earlier today, he texted me saying he needs my cheeks. I asked him. (laughs) And I can fully see a nigga saying that. Like 100%. (gasps) How old is he? 19? What? what, what 33. 
I then asked him, so why don't we just get back together while we work things out? But he hasn't replied. Do y'all think I should just go ahead and cut my losses? Is he gaslighting me? How are we good enough to keep fucking while we work things out, but not good enough to be back in the relationship while working things out? FYI, I don't need him for anything. I have a good job making good money with my own apartment and I take care of our child. So there is no desperation here. Love y'all. Thanks a lot, Melanie. So, Melanie. Um, you see, I wouldn't feel like there was anything wrong with you still having sex with this man if it didn't sound like you're expecting more out of it or that you desire more out of it. Um, <clears throat> he clearly has no intention um, to explore anything with you outside of uh, the convenience of sex whenever. <clears throat> right. And um, for whatever reason, he's just one of these motherfuckers who can't just plainly say that and instead has to like paint, some form of a picture that would make you feel hopeful for something that he has no intention on following through with. Um, so honestly, I would say just cut your fucking losses and go back to living your life and doing what you got to do for yourself, for your kid. And, you know, wait until someone else comes along that you can have sex with without having all of this other bullshit with, or not have the like, it's sort of complicated relationship that you have with this particular guy already. Maybe you'll meet somebody else who you will have no problem having a sort of NSA sexual connection with. Um, but this guy's full of shit and I wouldn't even give him the satisfaction personally. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is like, it's not that y'all are good enough to keep fucking, but not good enough to be back in a relationship while working things out. The thing is, he's not really trying to work things out with you. Right. (laughs) He's just, and when you ask if you should just go ahead and cut your losses, yes, sis, I think it is time to do that. Like, the fact that you have been very clear about what you want and you have said so for an extended period of time and he is still not on board means y'all need to, you are going to have to get work up the strength to create the boundary around parenting with this man, where it is, we are parenting and not fucking because mm-hmm. you're not emotionally invested in this relationship the way I am. And so in order to take care of myself and to be the best mother I can be for my child, I am going to separate myself from you in that way emotionally so that I'm not over here wishing and hoping and dreaming and thinking about a nigga who got God only knows how many other girls in his back pocket. So absolutely. Yes. (laughs) I feel like it's time to let that go. I don't know if he's gaslighting you because gaslighting is a very specific term. About, I was gonna say that too. Yeah, it's it's more like manipulating somebody into thinking that what is real isn't real or that they're crazy right. or something like that. But he is definitely manipulating you. That is true. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it's manipulation, but it's not gaslighting. There is a there is a difference. Um and yeah, this you're just gonna have to to be the one to say, okay, so you're not getting no more pussy. And Period. And if if that makes you feel like, well, so we just going to have to really end things now and I'll have because I'm going to have sex with somebody else and hurt you, then OK, you know what? You do that. And it actually won't hurt me because I'm fully aware that we are broken up and I'm going to be moving on with my life. Same way you're going to be fucking somebody else. I will be, too. And we will co-parent this child and go from there. 
But you right. gonna have to be the one to do it. Because if it's something I know about niggas, they will drag you along for oh, yes. decades even if you're still oh, yes. giving them that pussy. Yes. You are yes. going to have to stop fucking him. That is true. You are. Yes. In order to save your own feelings and to and to eventually get to the relationship that you deserve. Somebody who actually wants to put in effort and grow with you and take things to the next level of marriage and buying a house and all the things that you want. You deserve that. But you're going to have yes. to get it from somebody else. He's letting you know loud and clear you are not getting it from him. Yeah. Yeah. So. And niggas will be on some like Ocean's Eleven heist thriller shit when it comes to pussy availability. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, so like they, they very, very much will um, say things that they feel like they need to say or give you the energy they feel like giving you in order to maintain a sexual relationship and sex is you know emotionally spiritually it's a lot for a lot of people and for some people it's you know not mo- nothing more than sex and both of those things are fair and valid but if you're not meeting in the same place and it just doesn't make sense it is not healthy to continue doing it because it's not like you like you can never have sex again or great sex ever again unless you keep fucking this nigga who's trying to you know play you fuck that cut it off and let that nigga go and fuck whoever else it is and ruin their goddamn life. Right. <laughs> let him move on and lie to somebody else. But best of luck to you as you move on. Our last email comes from Brittany. And Brittany actually sent us 20 questions. <laughs> um, Excuse? Yeah, they're very short um, questions, but... <clears throat> Obviously, I'm not going to read all that. I'm going to pick out a couple of them <laughs> and uh, we'll answer those. So the first one says, let's say the read sticks to the virtual recording structure and then the pandemic ends. You two are now free to live anywhere in the world, not necessarily New York. Where would you move? <laughs> this feels way too meta to answer. Are you getting ready to leave? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Shit, I might be too. I honestly might be. I have a couple of things in mind, but I'm not sure yet. And I've just let, I've been letting that sit there because I have other shit to do in the meantime. And who even knows when any of this is going to be over? Right. Because my God, look at this country. My word. Mm. It's hard to give a reason to stay. <laughs> Like mm. it's, it's mm-hmm. you look around and you're not really seeing a lot. So yeah, for me, trade me for trade me for Tory Lanes. Let America keep him, and Canada have me. Oh no, you're not gonna like Canada, friend, because it's colder than uh, New York. Oh, yes. that's the one thing that's keeping me out of Canada. It is too goddamn cold. It is just entirely too much for me. Yeah, but I Canada. am I am seriously looking at Barbados. Because they are giving people that damn visa to stay for a year. So I am for real looking at that. And then, of course, Mexico, like everybody else. Um, But, I mean, damn, it kind of feels like even now, like before the pandemic ends, we could move even within the country. Because every, I mean, every single thing I do is done remotely at this point. So, yeah, who knows, girl? I don't. It's just, it's so hard to say what America is going to look like in six weeks, much less, you know, at the end of the year or at the end of my lease. So 
Yeah, but definitely Barbados is is near the top of my list. Um, I loved it when we visited and they have a black woman prime minister and she says really dope and great things. And they have a whole website with FAQs about how to move there. And yeah, your girl loves the beach and (laughs) the sunlight and all that shit. So I really might be out of here doing the read live, Who knows? you know, from a fucking coastline. We'll see. And let's see another one here. Oh, what was your favorite toy or game growing up? Favorite toy or game? Um, I loved games. Like any board game I was all, I was obsessed with. I feel like I won't count video games in this just because, first of all, I don't know I could name one. And secondly, I feel like that's irrelevant. There are too many. I really liked the game Guess Who. Yes! I still <laughs> love Guess Who. Guess Who is so fun, except niggas will lie. <laughs> they will, which is like, girl, why are we playing this? Same what did thing you with want Battleship. out of this? Niggas will act like you exactly. didn't get like, their battleship when you did. What's the point of playing the game, sis? <laughs> Sorry, I don't like... I hate that shit. But yeah, I loved Guess Who because I remember we played it we played it a lot when i was in like first grade i don't remember a lot about this shit but i remember that i used to play guess who a lot during like recess or whenever we were allowed to go and play the board games and shit and i was so great at that game and i was i obviously don't remember who but there was another like black kid that used to play guess who with me all the time and we used to get like lit and like really excited and animated over it but just like the the what's it called the when you were the when you oh god i'm having a brain fart you know when you deduct things to come up with the answer mm-hmm. oh my god i sound stupid no you don't <laughs> I just, what is it i'm trying but to figure out like the a, word you come if you reach for when you like when you remove a whole bunch of variables about a thing and so that you can like narrow down when you deduce? what it is really. Yes. Like, but there's like a name for that. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Dwayne, delete this. Okay. So <laughs> guess who? And, um, I don't know the word. I don't know. I feel like that was like the one, like, yeah. Game that I was into. I loved Ninja guess Turtles who? Toys. I loved operation. I treated operation oh, like I, I was training for surgery. Like I mm. knew that I was going to be a surgeon based off how good I was at that game. And then as far as toys, um, I really, even though I was like old when it came out, I loved the fucking Bop It. Do you remember that thing? Oh my gosh, Bop It was so fun. Especially the 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 remixed one where it had four different things for you to fuck with. And it was like you pull it. Flick I don't it, know if we got that one. Twist it, all that shit. I but I loved the all the entire Bop It situation. <laughs> we had two, I think, because I remember we had one that was like kind of like a long stick, stick that yep. had maybe three, and then there was another one that was kind of like a circle, maybe. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That's the one that okay, had, we had both of yeah, those. Flick it and pull it and twirl. That it shit or was a lot of. It fun. was. It was so fun. <laughs> there has to be like a new age version of that. I'm sure they've made like some new version of the bop it for kids today i wonder if somebody is selling theirs on ebay did you have I might a just skip it? it yes i did have a skip it wait yeah no i used my cousin's skip it because my mama was not paying for that 
I was like, I played with a skip it. I did not own a skip it. I was like, but yeah. the very best thing of all is there's a counter on this ball. No, did not care. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I had skip ropes. It was like <laughs> we could jump rope. That's the same thing. Yeah, I had jump ropes. We had skip it at school if you wanted that, and we definitely had this uh, bop it that looked like a driving. I mean, a steering wheel. I also really loved these Power Rangers tip figures from back, like the original Power Rangers um had these action figures where you could like press a button and their head like the helmet would flip inside what? out and like the actor's face would be there so like i don't remember like i vaguely remember these toys but i feel like i had almost all of them it was a little button you could press and the power ranger head would flip out and it would be like the little face of the character from the show oh and i remember i used to play with those a lot but i can't really remember other toys growing up that i played with that much yeah those were i mean i just barbie dolls and board games and spent a lot of time reading and making up stories in my own head (laughs) right because you know still very much a nerd who did not fit in (laughs) we got a lot of toys we had a lot of um those fast food restaurant toys we had like a lot of burger king toys and stuff like that because first of all my mom worked in accounting for burger king for many many years when i was a kid so we used to get like a lot of those toys that they would put into the restaurant. They would just be showering people with them shits in the nineties at the headquarters. So my mom sometimes would bring us like the whole set of whatever toy was in the restaurants at that time. Or I feel like Burger King had like a contract with Disney at one point. Like, so a lot of the Disney movies, when they would come out, they'd be like the new beauty and the beast toy here at oh, Burger King. Oh yes. Yeah. So employees of Burger King headquarters would get like tickets to like screenings and then they would give the toys like the kids, they would give them all of the toys that were in the restaurant after we saw the movie. It was wow heaven when you're like six. (laughs) Yeah, this is a blessed childhood experience. (laughs) We got to see the movie sometimes before they even came out and then we got every toy that was in Burger King at the time. How did you Everything. brag about your mama all the time? I feel like I would have oh, never I shut did. up about how my mama worked at Burger King. And bitch, I that did. meant I saw all the movies and got all the toys. I did. In fact, <laughs> I vividly remember being in elementary school sometimes where some kids would have like McDonald's that they brought to school from home. Uh-huh. Um, and I would literally judge them. I'd be like, McDonald's, mm, classless. <laughs> Anyways, I'll sit over here. Because like, <laughs> I was team BK because that's where my mama worked. Oh my god! I remember acting like that when the Whopper came out. Like niggas really acted mm. like the Whopper was an elite <laughs> sandwich experience mm, that tasty. you could not get anywhere else. <laughs> I just remember there being a lot of fuss about the Whopper, and it is just a burger. Like I now, I don't even know what's so special about it, but it was nothing. <laughs> very much a big thing then. It's very good if you like you. fast food or whatever like that, but like the best fast food burgers are the ones in regional restaurants. That's Like true. the shit that you'll the only find ones. in like Memphis or something. Like those be having the best burgers, right. not these huge chains. Right. And the, no, absolutely. The small mom and pop places that have like maybe a few locations around the city, girl, Yeah, you ain't gonna find nothing better than that. So You won't. Thank you, Brittany, for being considerate enough to send so many questions. Thank you, actually, to everybody who sent questions. All right, let's take another break, and we'll be back. Okay, we're back. It's time for the read. I have not much to say. Okay. 
So, on the last episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac, Christ the King, one Monique Samuels beat the everlasting hell out of Candace. Is her name Dillard? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I think it is as well. Yeah. They had this big old blowout fight on the last episode of this show that Bravo has been promoting since it happened, and we've all been, you know, waiting to see it or whatever. And it was a pretty bad fight. You know, it was like, I thought, like, probably the most graphic fight they've shown on the Housewives Damn, shows. Really? And yes, and honestly, it still wasn't that big a deal. Oh. <laughs> like, it really, like, for a fight, it really wasn't. For a fight on TV, it was like, ooh. My goodness, the entertainment value. So, okay. um, Either way, that's the thing that happened. And of course, Bravo and viewers and so on are already running with this narrative of uh, Monique being a hood rat and ghetto and the show or them on the show stooping to such a level of just, you know, gutter ghetto trash and all of this other stuff. And I just can't stand the fact that when black women get physical on these shows, they get called ghetto and hood and all of these other things, even though white women be fighting on these shows just as oh, much, yeah. maybe not as well, but they get physical also. Like, the girls have gotten physical in Orange County on the Housewives. Like, they've gotten physical in Dallas. New Jersey's Housewives is basically say, WWE SmackDown versus Raw. Got to be like, <laughs> Teresa done slammed, like, body slammed so many motherfucking Housewives. I don't know how to keep up with it. So I don't understand when it's like the black castmates or whatever they get physical it has to be oh you ghetto and you hood and you all of these other things sure like willingness to fight is different for like a number of socioeconomic reasons and things of that nature but guess what hun they fight in the suburbs too they fight up in you know your ivory towers and your high rises and all that stuff they They do. do like down at the country club tad and and liam and and bork all of them will fight each other, given, you know, the right set of circumstances. And what really annoys me about this specifically is that you're talking about people who are on television, A, and being antagonized, you know, for whatever issues that they have with someone else. Like, the whole Real Housewives formula is girls get together at brunch, talk shit about other girls at brunch other girls get together at brunch they talk about that other group of girls that were at that other brunch okay then all of the girls get together for brunch somebody (laughs) fights that's that's all that it is it doesn't matter which one of the housewives shows it is it doesn't matter what the race is what the age is. that's literally all that they do they go to brunch and they fucking gossip and fight that's real housewives so when one of them girls one of the new girls on potomac was like i didn't sign up for this shit i didn't sign up for this shit yes the fuck you did girl you're on like the 15th goddamn housewives (laughs) franchise and it's like the fourth season of this show sweets this is what the girls do they fight but i just i I can't stand the fact that when it's like it's it reminded me of when Portia dragged Kenya Moore's ass off of that couch on that season of that reunion oh, of, of I, Atlanta, yes, whenever the fuck. Like, Portia grabbed a great uh, clump 
of Kenny Moore's weave on national TV and dragged that heifer off of the couch. And after that, it was like, oh, mama's too violent. Is she going to get fired? They had this whole story arc for Portia where she was going to anger <gasps> oh, management. I remember that. And all of this other shit. And when it's like, sweetie, she was on TV when another woman that she does she has issues with was calling her a dumb hoe through a <laughs> megaphone in her face. Like, we're human beings, bitch. Yeah. We're like creatures of the earth just like anything the fuck else. And some people are human. Given the right circumstances, the right scenario, you might get popped. And it's not exclusive to black people. It just isn't. Nope. So it's annoying to me to see Bravo like a lot of other people. And even the women on that show try to perpetuate this idea that because you black and you got physical or you fought with somebody that you're low class or you get her or whatever. Like, no, girl. The rich girls fight. The white girls fight. The big high up bitches that you want to be, they fight. Like anybody could fight for any reason. Not everybody built like that. And some plenty, some people are ready to throw hands whenever the fuck, you know, it seems like they need to. But the fact of the matter is, these are two women who are on a show that have an issue with one another, where producers of the show are antagonizing said issue and placing you within the proximity with one another for you to have an altercation. You would hope that nobody fights. It's not ideal for nobody to fight. Obviously, that fight shouldn't have happened, and it wasn't a good look for anybody in- involved. I'm not saying that we should have all been kicking and laughing and having the greatest time seeing these girls, you know, whoop on each other or whatever. But I just hate the connotation or the idea that, like, it's ghetto or you a hood rat bitch because you beat somebody up. Like, no, I have issues with you and they put us in the same room so that we could fight. And right. it just so happens in this particular situation, situation, we physically fought and you got beat up. <laughs> so like, <laughs> if that makes you hood rat, then I don't really understand. I don't get it. Cause people from all walks of life fight. So, I mean, I just don't. And right. especially again, when you're talking about, a. uh, uh, a show, a series, or whatever that has plenty of examples of white people doing the same thing. I just don't get it. I don't like it. I think it's annoying and I think it's gross. And then she got on my fucking nerves. And so maybe Nini was right. But that's it. I'm done. <sighs> well, I mean, all I'll say is depending on the circumstances, I am not against fighting. <laughs> Sometimes people be doing too much for no reason. And I don't know the history between Monique and Candace. But if Candace had it coming or vice versa, whoever did what, then. Oh, well, beat that bitch ass. I don't see it, nothing wrong with that. It shouldn't have gotten to that place. Again, it's not ideal or whatever, but it's a thing that happens. We're people. We're human beings. So to be like, I just don't like the the hood rat ghetto connotation attached to getting to physical altercations with somebody when you black, when it could happen to fucking anybody. Right. Like anybody. Like... I don't understand it. Government officials be in courthouses and shit fighting people all over the world and shit. So I don't understand why on a show where a whole bunch of unseen, unheard people are behind the scenes egging some bullshit on and giving you alcohol. Or it's like, oh, my goodness, you're so low class because you beat somebody else on TV. I hate it. (sighs) Okay. And they make you fight because they know that's what we want to see. Bitch, shut up. Mm, okay well i too have just some very brief things to say and then i'll be out of here uh first of all this bitch-ass president y'all got in my house the house i pay for because i am a taxpayer this man was exposed by new york times on sunday they somehow obtained tax records for more than two decades 
And it all came down to um, something we all already knew, which is that Donald Trump is a broke ass bitch and is using the White House and the presidency to try to save himself from massive amounts of debt. Something like one point one billion overall and four hundred something million come and due in the next few years. In the next few years. Four hundred something million dollars. Okay. So That's nice. Fun. So yeah, the Times put this out on Sunday. Of course, immediately niggas went crazy. Um he paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in federal income tax in twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. That is seven hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my gosh, so much. <laughs> For 11 of, I think, the past 18 years, he paid nothing at all in federal mm. income tax. And that is because he has reported massive losses at all of his different companies for years and years and years. Like just hundreds of millions of dollars in losses. Ta- Trump's tax records suggest brokenness. Mm. <laughs> like, I mean, they pretty much lay it out, but they also, this whole $750 thing and the $0 tax thing, there's also a lot of illegal bullshit going on there. Paying Ivanka oh. as um, a fucking consultant or whatever when she's actually an employee and on the board and writing off expenses that aren't related to the business, like $70,000 on that fucking nest you have on top of your hair. We all know nobody spent 70, like there's just no way you spent $70,000 for your hair to look like that. Not even when you was on The Apprentice, did you spend that kind of money? And if you did, sweetie, the grift, but. Exactly, because that lace is not the girl. Right, like it's it's ugly, sis, you could do better, but anyway. Maybe you could So I was not surprised by any of this, especially because back in 2000, and if you haven't read it, you should really go check out the New York Times exclusive report because they said at the very beginning, yeah, here's one article and we have several more on the way. So (laughs) you should go, (laughs) you should go read this first one because it is fucking wild. But the reason for this read today is Donald Trump about 10 minutes after this came out had uh, a news conference at the White House. And, of course, this issue came up. And he just said, oh, it's fake news. It's totally fake, made up, fake. You know, he can't even put together a full sentence anymore. Um, But just kept putting out random phrases like that. Oh, the IRS has treated me very badly and they don't like me over at the IRS. And I'll be proud to show my tax returns once the audit is over. Even though the IRS has come out and said, you can release your returns when the audit is over, those mm-hmm. are your, or while the audit's going on, those are your returns. That's none of our yeah. fucking business. And he yeah. said, uh, you know, that he paid a lot of money in taxes and paid a lot of money to the state of New York in taxes and blah, blah, blah. And it is true, or it may be true that you paid money in other forms of taxes, but you also recorded receiving revenue of hundreds of millions of dollars and yet paid zero or $750 in federal income taxes. This is very specific here. Nobody is saying you never paid anything, but $750 from a fucking million. I mean, hell, when I had my very first job working part-time at Wendy's, I paid more than $750 in fucking federal income tax <laughs> at 15 years old. <laughs> so... So I wasn't even particularly moved about this. It's like, okay, now we have the numbers. We have some of the details about it. 
until he decided to go on TV and talk about how it's all fake and it's all a lie and they making this up and the IRS is against him. Because if we would all just recall four short years ago when he was on the debate stage with Hillary Clinton and they were having this very exact conversation. Trump said that he don't pay taxes and that that makes him a smart person. And many of all, Hillary was like, and so that means zero dollars for schools and roads and blah, blah, blah. And this is this. And Trump was over there proud of himself because he said he don't pay taxes and he's smart for it, meaning he has found a way to manipulate the system that was set up for rich white men like him in the first fucking place to pay even less while also wagging the finger and looking down on poor people who are paying a much higher percentage of their money to support others than he <coughs> ever has. Period. Point blank. I just don't want to, sir, girl, it can't be fake news if you told us you did it. Yeah. It can't be fake news if you said you did it. The New York Times (laughs) backed up the statement you made with whatever evidence. I know his attorney asked to see the uh, documents and they wouldn't release them to his attorney because then it would reveal the source. (laughs) Which is probably true. It probably when you print something out at the IRS, it's got your name on it or whatever. I don't know. But. We all like you. This is a this is a Tory Lane situation. You can't come up here on TV and tell us that it didn't happen that way when we already know for a fact that it did. Yeah. But also you straight up explicitly said that very thing. It can't be fake. It, it cannot be fake news. You said it. So were you lying? I just I, I I need this national nightmare to be over. I do. I'm so beyond tired of politics and the way this country runs and is operated every single fucking thing about it can burn and go straight to hell but if nothing else donald trump has got to stop stressing me out with this dumb shit because it's every fucking day with this dumb shit now all of a sudden it's fake and lying and the irs is against you when really the the head of the irs is the one who didn't release your taxes when the fucking senate asked for them remember that like last year oh god what year was that i don't even know sometime in the last year or two but they straight up said give us the fucking taxes it's explicit that they are allowed to request the tax records of any u.s taxpayer and they must be turned over and the irs straight up refused to do it so actually you have friends in high places over at the irs you're just a fucking liar and a fucking cheat and now that your supporters are going through a whole lot of shit broke and trying to make ends meet and healthcare is, is gone and the virus is every fucking where and all this shit. And now that they realizing that they paid more in taxes than you did, maybe now some people will start to feel differently or maybe some people who are on the fence or we're thinking about not voting will be disgusted and go do it. Whatever your reason is for acting like it's fake, you can't tell us that you did it and then be mad when the proof comes out that you did it. You said you did it, stupid bitch. Maybe you should not have bragged about not paying federal income taxes because, girl, that's illegal. How are you a self-proclaimed billionaire and not paying no taxes? Zero dollars in taxes. Yes, everybody knows that very wealthy people don't pay their fair share of taxes. They have companies and lawyers to pass everything through and make it all look like something that it's not like everybody knows that. But even the extremely fucking wealthy still pay something. In taxes, $750 for a multimillionaire, Trump need to be slapped. And all these fucking Republican senators running around 
I just don't even know how y'all gonna try to justify that shit and then go back and tell people you should vote for me and Trump. <laughs> See how good we making y'all's lives? See how fun it is here? Under here with this nigga? Y'all really sacrificing your whole career, your reputation, your place in history for this lying ass, broke ass bitch. <laughs> Reconsider. Reconsider. Yeah. I was also going to talk about the Breonna Taylor thing, but I don't <clears throat> feel like breaking into tears. I will say, though, that this news story just came out that um, a member of the grand jury filed a motion to have the transcripts and records released, saying that that coon ass attorney general Daniel Cameron like made public statements and tried to make it seem like the grand jury alone did this and trying to like hide behind them. And the grand jury came to all these conclusions when he is actually the bitch who did it. So I will wait for that to come out and see where it goes from there. But more than anything else, I feel a deep sorrow for Breonna Taylor's family because even though they probably didn't expect much, it's just so fucking heartbreaking to see the proof once again that our black lives do not matter to these people. And for everybody who is criticizing them for taking that $12 million settlement, girl, that is a civil issue. There is a distinct difference between the civil and criminal courts. Yes. And it also came with a bunch of things that the police are supposed to be doing differently. Now, whether they actually do that, we will see. But those are totally different situations. So don't try to act like her family accepting the settlement meant that those officers didn't deserve to be brought to justice because they absolutely did. They still deserve to be charged for what they did to that girl instead of these people deciding that the walls around the apartment were more valuable than the people inside of it. See, now I'm getting worked up. Yeah, I just, I really hate this fucking country, man. I can't say it enough. I think I just submit myself to the universe. Yeah. Really. Just, and I'm just like, at this point, hon, I'm going to try when I've got the energy in me. And when the world gets to be my ass, I will just have to sometimes lay down there and get up when it stops. <laughs> You know, like I'm just like I don't. It's just non-stop bullshit, and I'm already preparing myself for this fucking election because Listen. the girls have all but said we're cheating. Just so you know, <laughs> like like at this point, yeah, the only thing that remains is just the the blatant admittance. Um, but yeah, you know, life sucks, and this country is just so tied up. In ridiculous, antiquated bullshit that they claim is, you know, attached to the heroes of this country when said heroes are usually genocidal, racist maniacs that had a huge part in making this country um, the shit that it is or creating the system yeah. that is absolutely shit in this fucking country. So I don't even know why you would want to. Plus... <sighs> Anyway, I'm not even The racism is literally threaded into America. That's why people say the bitch is going to have to collapse because there's no amount of reform that is going to make them write laws and policies that treat us fairly. They're never going to do that. The problem is that doing that for them 
it just means sacrificing even a tiny bit yep. of their privilege. Exactly. Even just a tiny, like, molecule of their privilege yep. would disappear. And it's just, that's not it. If I can have as much money as I possibly can, no matter what, I'm going to do it. I don't give a fuck what that means. If I can have, you know, however many people underneath the heel of my boot, no matter what it means, mm-hmm. I'm going to just do it. And that's just what the fucking country is built on. And we know that because, duh, girl, it's not like some fucking, you know, it's not like the pages that Tick and Letty and Montrose was trying to get up out of that goddamn cave or wherever when they i'm catching up on love lovecraft country oh okay it's not some fucking you know cross-country adventure for the truth like niggas know what this you know so i don't understand why we're trying just it could be an easier situation if people in this country, specifically conservatives, Republicans, so on, would just consider the minority, consider, you know, the fact that a lot of shit that's deeply embedded into this country and the way that it works needs to be changed for the majority, for like all of us. Yeah. But. <laughs> but but doing things that will actually let people have happier lives is not something America is down for. Like white people giving up even an ounce of what it means to be white. That's not going to happen without a war. So I'm just fully disgusted by, by this country and the way it operates and just feeling very much at the end of my rope. So black people take care of yourselves, meditate, exercise, do deep breathing, drink plenty of water, get plenty of rest, try any way you can to manage your stress cuz they're trying to kill us for real, literally. So All right. Yep. <laughs> that wraps up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out at thisistheread.com and on social media at thisistheread. You can find our merch at shoptheread.com. Anything from you this week? This week, my Happy Meal, my list of things that made me slightly happy this past week, we're seeing that Lance Reddick, iconic actor, um, has been watching Real Housewives of Potomac himself. He was on Twitter. I saw a clip of him talking about the season two or whatever season he finished of Potomac and all his commentary of those ladies. And I just found that to be incredibly fun. Also, (laughs) um, I finished Spirit Fair. (gasps) Did you? inconsolable okay i was like i thought i was gonna have to call somebody like i thought that i was really gonna have to call her up i was wrecked that game is so good and like oh it's just so good it's such a great story and the way that it explores like death and like loss and things like that is just really well done and it's it's not like a huge it's mostly positive and uplifting. It's not like continuously sad, but yeah, that ending and even the credits took me all the way the oh, fuck out. Oh Lord, fan! Have you finished it? No, I I I don't want it to end. So I started playing Breath of the Wild again. I started a new profile mm. and a brand new game of Breath of the Wild. At least at the end, because like there, I still had plenty of stuff to do. I still had a couple of spirits on the boat, but at, like when I finished it, it still did log me back in, like right before I went in. So now I'm going oh, okay. back to go do the other stuff that I didn't do before. But I did witness the ending, and I was like, 
Woo! That shit took a lot out of me. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay, I'm going to finish it this week. Last but not least, the thing uh, that made... This is going to sound strange. I ordered a burger from Shake Shack a couple of days ago, mm. but you know, I can't eat gluten. So I was like, I'm going to order this burger, and then I'm going to get gluten-free bread to eat with it instead. Thing is, I had to get... The store by me didn't have gluten-free bread, so I ordered it from Prime or whatever. So when the bread got here the next day, I had to take the burger out of the fridge where it was being kept and like take it apart to put the gluten-free bread on it. And for some reason, that cold burger gave me nostalgia to when I was like really, really, really young. And I was living with my grandmother who lived like a block away from us at the time. She was was a teacher for most of her life. And my parents sent me over there like fifth grade because I was not doing well in school and they knew that she would get my ass together. But because she and my aunt who also lived with us were teachers, we all had to get up and go to school at the same time. And they didn't always have time to get like to like cook me breakfast. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother, I wish I could remember the brand. My grandmother used to buy these like frozen burgers that you would just microwave. And I don't even remember if you microwave the bread or whatever with it. I feel like you did, but it was like something about smelling that cold burger. Cause I don't eat burgers very often anymore. And I haven't had one cold in my presence in a long time, but that shit took me all the way back to being mm-hmm. in like, fifth grade and how I used to laugh at the fact that my grandmother was allowing me to eat cheeseburgers (laughs) before school at like (laughs) 6am because it was like the thing that was there so that was fun that's sweet um and that's about it oh i had one more. the um oh, yeah. did you did you see the sienna miller story about uh chadwick boseman yes yes so if you didn't hear sienna miller um who worked with chadwick boseman on 21 bridges said that when the studio would not increase her pay he donated part of his own yeah <laughs> which is i mean obviously goes without saying probably no other men in Hollywood do this. <laughs> mm. uh, but it just speaks more to his character and that he really was this incredibly giving, sweet, kind spirit. And once again, just don't know how he's gone and Trump is still here and we deserve the exact opposite. But oh man, rest in peace. We really lost a real one. Yeah, I'm laying it in in front of the Lord, as I said, because I don't know the Jesus, but you do. I mean, and let's just be real. I'm not giving up part of my salary for a white woman. So the fact that he did that. (laughs) I'm just so sorry it wouldn't be me. What what a great person, man. Truly, you are missed. I'm I'm still cooking. Yeah. Because I'm not made of that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Mm -mm. You Mm -hmm. reached a level that I don't think I'll get to while I'm on this here earth, but. I can only aspire. All right. Yeah, that's it for me. And I guess we will see y'all next week.